Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the a and After Show. I'm Lindsay Loveridge, the executive editor of Anime News Network. And with me is Jackie Jing and James Hi. Beckett. What up? About Hi. Back on Titan again, 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 again. Again, we're on like episode five. Still going. Um, but before we get into that, I want to remind everybody to follow us on social media. You can follow us at anime at um, on Twitter, which is going to be really important here in a second. You can also find us <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and definitely subscribe to us here so you never miss one of our episodes. Um, but before we get into Attack on Titan and um, a cool giveaway that we're going to have here in the in the middle of the show. Um, let's talk about light novels, but specifically um, a light novel event that happened over the weekend called Kadokawa Light Novel Expo. And at the event, they announced a whole bunch of new anime adaptations of uh, light novels that'll be coming out over the next year. Um, I looked at, we looked at all three of them and these are the ones that uh, we thought looked the most interesting. Jackie, what was, what do you think out of, um, out of the announcements there looked the most fun or you're most interested in watching. Oh my God, you're gonna get mad at me. I didn't do my homework. And I was hoping you were gonna call on me first. <laughs> only I was three like, people like, here. Call on James first and then I can look up that email really quickly. Um, actually what I was gonna say though, is I've never been a light novel reader. Yeah. I've never been a light novel reader. And uh, what's kind of interesting is that I've been working at Anime News Network well, I was freelance for a while, but then like I started probably about like six months ago or so. Yeah. Um, and then I started to read our light novel reviews okay, and I was yeah. like, wow, like it opened up my eyes to a world that I've never really been a part of. And like full disclosure, not a manga reader either. The only manga I've ever read was Berserk. And that mm -hmm. was because like the anime was absolutely so epic. And then as most of you know, like it just got completely like cut off. And then yeah. they did do they did bring it back, but it was absolute trash. But I mean, <laughs> about that forever. But um, I've never ever gotten into light novels, like period. Yeah. Um, so like straight up, I that's like just like kind of like my blind spot. But um, I'm gonna go do my homework really quickly. Okay. I'm so in Aries right now. Everyone's like she's doing her homework in the middle of class while the teacher's collecting it. Ah! <laughs> you're, you're that student. You're, you're that one. That student. Oh my god! And James is a teacher. I'm just like, dang it. <sighs> my bad. That's all right. I'll call on you later, James. <laughs> what? Uh, which one of the announcements stuck out to you the most? I mean, so I know we, we talked a little bit about off mic about how that um, what is it, Sab Sab Sabikui Bisco? Yeah, I'm um, super excited. That looks wild. Uh, like Jackie, I'm not really a light novel reader. I It's um, just not really something that's ever gelled with me. Uh, so I tend to stick more to the anime adaptations. And that one looks just creative and uh, colorful. Is good. Yeah. 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 But um, I, I got to say, the, the oh number God, one, the number so one show... Peter was also very excited about this. So he's showing a lot of screen caps now. There are giant crabs, there's steam-powered hippopotamus, there's um, giant mushrooms. It's it's supposed to be like a kind of post-apocalyptic world that's got a lot of rust sort of feel oh, to it. I, yeah, if I was going to compare like the vibes I got from the trailer to anything, it would be a Doro Hidoro kind of vibes. Yeah. So, it looks like actually there's some body horror in there. Like there's a part where they go in for a kiss and then he pulls back and like there's a worm coming out of the girl's mouth. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> um, so yeah, that one looks that one looks really cool. But the, uh, there were also two second seasons announced for one for a fan favorite series that has been hasn't gotten a sequel in a really long time. And that's uh, Devil is a Part Timer, which yeah. if, I need to watch the first season. I don't know if either of you guys watched it, but I mean, well, the I premise did. is essentially the demon lord there you see him there with the the red shirt and the red hat here in the key visual um he goes to work at a mcdonald's like mm. like the fantasy gig is done and so he starts he goes to like the regular world and starts working at like a it's called a wick donald's i think McDonald's. In the, <laughs> yeah in the show but it's supposed it's it's a workplace comedy and it's mm -hmm. supposed to be really funny so i'll have to binge it so i can watch the second season and then the other one that they announced is also second season but this is a more current show and that's um 
a misfit of the Demon Academy. And I oh, had tried God, to- heard so many good things about this. Yeah, so I skipped it because I was like, okay, it's another overpowered fantasy thing. The Demon King yeah. goes to school with his descendants. And I mean, they're like 900 years apart and they'll probably have a crush on him and it'll make me uncomfortable or something. And that's not what it's about like at all. If that's the impression you got from it. You should probably go try it out because it's it's actually like really funny. Like he's just like super over the top. Well, James, you watched like the first episode or so. Yeah, for yeah, I watched like the first. Four, I think I watched the first five or six. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's it's great. It's um, it it does that thing where kind of like One Punch Man, it uses the overpowered nature of the character as like uh, a source of humor. It's yeah. not just like a power fantasy, right, and right. um, the whole dynamic where where he's the demon lord, but that that ends up with him being kind of the most noble and most kind of respectable character in this sort of uh, uh, in the power dynamics of the, the different other people that are at play. Yeah. It's um, it's, it's good junk food fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I might follow up and like also binge the first season of that. So I can check out the second one since it totally ended up, I was totally wrong about, about my expectations for it. But um, yeah, that was sort of like, the big announcement. Jackie, did you get to look at some pictures and make a decision? Honestly, I'm trying to find that damn email and I want to die right now because I'm literally humiliated because I thought they were just articles. I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, because usually we do headlines and we just react to like what the headlines were. And then you were like, oh, we're picking out certain things. I was like, oh, I should have read that email more in depth. It's so okay. I you would, you would have liked that email. It's, it's Sabakui Bisco. You would have liked Sabakui Bisco. Okay. But yeah. I mean, if it's going to have violence and mecha and big swords and like some really badass looking dude, that's usually yeah. pretty much my go-to. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that there's always one like that. But the worst is when something like that drops and then ends up being like a big pooper. Like, what was it called? <laughs> I didn't want to say the S word. But like, remember Gibeot? What was it called? Or Gibeate? I can't even say Gibiate? it. Gibiate? Gibiate. Yeah. Like, that, that trailer looked like everything I ever wanted. Like, first of all, the it protagonist. Jackie's heart because she was like ready to like marry the main character and follow him into the depths of hell. And then his show sucked. <laughs> Pretty it much. Not good. <laughs> Literally, I like would message Lindsay on the reg and just be like, who is this beautiful man? I can't wait for this yeah. to drop. Like I was like obsessed in love with him. Yeah. He was like somehow a combination of like Mugen and Jin to me. You know what I mean? And yeah. Spike Spiegel. He was just like, if y'all don't know the show, like probably for good reason, but if you Google the main <laughs> character, like he's gorgeous. And then the animation was really, really bad. The plot was like terrible. Like it just, it totally, it, but, but the trailer, in my opinion, and the art like early on looked like so good. The so reason anyway. is his character, the original character designs for that show were by uh, Yoshitaka Amano, who, who does all the like fantasy style, like character design artwork for the Final Fantasy series. Oh, so like the color style stuff that you see, like he, that's him, and he did that to design the characters for the show. So they all sort of have um, that same aesthetic. He's also he does Vampire Hunter D. So like oh. that's that's where that's that cool like I should have totally seen that yeah. thing is coming from is from that. But it's the only thing it has going for it. Oh, reminds yeah, me, didn't the um, didn't the artist that does all like the cool concept art from Metal Gear Solid didn't he contribute to like this this really like a clunker of a game recently? I can't even remember what it was called, but I, I think a similar thing happened where Familiar, the character designs I, were super cool, but the game was not. Was crap. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of the title right now. Does anyone in chat know what we're talking about? Because I have no idea what... Uh... Nothing stinks more than when something is animated very, very well, and then like the plot's just not there. Because I feel like so many stories can get away with like a decent plot and really, really good animation. But if you have very good animation and the story is just that bad, like that's almost a skill in itself. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like for it to just be like, I can't even watch this. It's so beautiful, but it's like, this is just so painful. I know exactly like, that's what show you're bad. talking about, but if we say which one, it's going to open a giant can of worms. So, yeah, exactly. Like, that's why Jackie's not saying the title. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> that was all I had for news. So the really ex exciting thing I wanted to talk about is we got a giveaway 
Um, it is related to Yay. a video game. So that's that's a positive here. So James and got an A on his homework. Jackie got an F. And she's going to have to redo the assignment and give Lindsay like a 30-page essay on why <laughs> doing your homework's important. On my desk by tomorrow. Yeah. Dang so. it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so we have a giveaway. Um, we have a giveaway for... Um, the free mobile game, it's actually on multiple platforms. It's on mobile and it's on Steam. And it's called Another Eden, The Cat Beyond Time. And so if you haven't played it, it's a free-to-play RPG. And what's notable about it is the creator behind the game is Masato Kato. And if you don't recognize that name, he uh, directed and wrote Chrono Trigger. And he also worked on Chrono Cross and Xenogears. So this what? is his new... Yeah. Yes. So this is his new game. Um, and the team over there decided to give us five art books from the series and wow. um, five like large desk mats from the series. So the art this book is, is going to be beautiful. Full, yeah, yeah. beautiful artwork by the game's character designer, Shin Wu Choi. And um, it's been available in Japan before, but um, it's not really easy to get a hold of unless you like go to like play Asia or something like that. But we've got five of them for free, five art books and five uh, desk mats will come together as a bundle just for you guys. What you have to do though, is you have to go to our Twitter account, um, the anime Twitter account. There is a post there um, about this giveaway. I think there's a picture of um, Hanji on it, if that'll help you find it. Yeah. You <laughs> I retweeted yeah. it too, so it's at the top. Yeah, so it's at the top right now. So you go, go to that Twitter post and enter the password. The password is Cyrus. That's C-Y-R-U-S for our podcast listeners. He's a cool like frog character in the game. So I immediately was like that guy. Love that's it. the password. So go over there, put that in there and you'll be entered to win um, the art book and desk mat. And we will announce the winners next week on this show. So head on over there and uh, get yourself get yourself entered because... The art book's really cool, and that's a beautiful desk mat. And I should probably get one for my desk so I stop getting crumbs on everything and make it easier to clean. But the art yeah. is so pretty, and um, honestly, I totally got hints of Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, like from that that image. I was like, oh my gosh, I did not know. Now I'm really interested. Yeah, Chrono the Trigger. mobile the mobile game has yeah. a time traveling element in it, just like Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross too. So yeah, I mean, like sign me up. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm here for it. Chrono Trigger is like one of my favorite games of all time. Like, I honestly did not know that this was like one of his newer games. Like, that makes me alone just be like, okay, yeah. I don't even care. Like, yeah. I, I just need to see it, you know? Um, but then, you know, sometimes that happens and then it's not as good as you expect it. Like, today we had a headline and it was like uh, Hideaki Anno just like directed some music video and I got like super excited. I was like, what? <laughs> what? And then it was just like, like a phone video of this like girl like walking around Japan and I was like well, it was cute. Utana, I, I liked it. Utana, oh, just hanging James. out. Okay. We all know why I didn't like it because there was no mecca, nothing was getting blown up. <laughs> I was bored. I was like, oh this is pretty. I will I will give them the uh Mary Garone like clip. I was like okay I can see hints of him in there. But otherwise I was like dang. But so anyway, you wanted yeah. Utada Hit Carter to be like smushed by an Ava at the end with that of like Tiger. Okay. Pilot and Ava. Oh, yeah. James, if everyone in the end of that mu music video had not turned to Orange Tang, it was going to be a failure. <laughs> like, you and I both know that. So That's true. don't even at me right now. Like, That's my criteria yeah. for all art. If it ends with people getting exploded into Tang, it's good. And if it doesn't, it's bad. So. I don't know. I think all the Hikaru Tata fans should, like, definitely send Jackie a message on Twitter. <laughs> I know, I'm dead. They're going to be like, how dare you? I'm not going to lie. The song was good. I just was like, when I saw he was directing it, I thought it would be, like, animated or, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, something cool. And yeah. then I was like, oh, he just... I mean, it was good. I'm being I'm being silly here. I'm sorry. Please don't come at me on Twitter. I'm scared. Don't cancel me. Um, but anyway, so I'm super excited about this giveaway. I know that we're going to try to be doing more of this. We are so grateful and thankful to everyone for being here. Again, we got 40 plus people here and a really active chat. So we just appreciate you all so much. So make sure you take part in that giveaway. Um, so again, a big thank you to y'all, but we also have to give a big thank you to our newest sponsor, eBay. So I have to read my little script here, y'all. 
um, whether Rare Deadstock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Thanks, eBay. Yay. Um, okay, so this is cool, though. Like, we're we're like a few episodes in. We continue to see, like, people coming here and it just being super active. We got eBay on board now. So just a big thank you to everybody. But um, we know you're all here to talk about... Episode five, Children of the Forest, which is like wow. the creepiest name ever. Like I read that and I was like, what's about to go down here? Um, not a lot to do with forests, though. Well, in my opinion. What? Sort of. Okay, y'all, we ain't we we'll get into that in a hot second, but first we gotta go over the rules. Number one, we will talk about spoilers from the most recent episode. Two, we will not talk about manga spoilers for future episodes. And three, do not post manga spoilers in the chat. And just be nice, chat. Don't like yell things like Gabby's gonna die because <laughs> Lindsay and I low-key thought that was gonna happen. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. moving on. Anyway, anyway um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, where do we even start here? Um, I mean, I think James, like, it's always kind of good to start off with a synopsis. I mean, all I can really think of, like, the first thing to come to my head is spinal fluid. So if you <laughs> want to start from there. Yeah, I mean, the opening scene is a, um, I think it's a, it's a flashback to right. um, Zeke explaining the way that his whole um, spinal fluid gas weapons were used to create the the titans that um he controlled back in the the last half of season three when they were all yeah. uh fighting against him and that's kind of uh, a detail that sort of dropped in to be paid off later in the episode the right. fact that his spinal fluid can be used to um he says that it freezes and incapacitates anyone with Eldian blood and then they transform into titans and then he can kind of order them around a little bit that's false it's a lie it's a lie. Yes. It's a lie. Um, <laughs> and uh, then we basically immediately cut to Niccolo's restaurant where Gabby and Falco and the rest of the Browse family has gone to um, have a fancy um, highfalutin meal on behalf of Niccolo, who wanted to share his food with Sasha's family. And th things go about as wrong as they possibly could pretty much right away. They have like, like five minutes of, of good eating and then everything just goes bad. Worst family dinner ever. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought like Thanksgiving was bad. Like you go to Thanksgiving and you don't want to engage with like your racist uncle or something. And I mean, that does suck. But on the other hand, I've never found out that one of my best friends actually like murdered my hero. And my, my hero also happened to be the daughter of the people there and now you know yeah that was just yeah. like my but adopted I called it parents, when we were yeah. talking about it last we were talking about them going to that restaurant last week and i was like they're gonna go to the restaurant and nicolo's either gonna do one of two things like he's he's either gonna try and kill gabby because she killed the woman that he loved mm -hmm. or he's gonna somehow help gabby and them escape and it ended up being uh option a yes where he smashed a wine bottle over some small children's head so Oh man. Um, yeah. I'm like, I know Niccolo has been having a rough go, but wow. That was like a very tough mental break to watch. Um, yeah. I mean, we just knew, I mean, I think we all knew, I mean, unless maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm on a different page, but like, I just knew that was going to go down like terribly. Like when Falco and Gabby went downstairs, I'm like, there's no way this is going to go down like as positively as they're hoping or anticipating. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how, why Kai was like, good luck, have fun. I'm like, why doesn't anybody think that this could potentially go bad? Like everybody well, was like, no one else in the room knows that they murdered Sasha though. So yeah. they're like, you're right. There's there Marley in, maybe he can help you out. But even then, it's like he has, you know, he is a um, Marleyan, 
Um, but like, you know, he's adapted to life there, but maybe they're kids. They haven't really conceptualized that. You're right. Yeah. Like for me, I'm like, you know, as an adult, I'm thinking, oh, he's been here a long time. Like he has a restaurant here. Like people change, he adapted, you know what I mean? But they're kids. Yeah. And you, we, I mean, we hear Gabby actually say, she's like, you're Marlian. Like, what don't you understand? Like you're Marlian. And he, it's just like, no dude, like yeah. <laughs> life is way more complex than that, which is something Gabby doesn't like grasp right. yet because she's just like, so brainwashed and just young and naive, you know? Yeah. Um, well, we and when, uh, yeah. Oh no, no, go, go, go. I was just saying when, um, when, Falker is kind of picking up on like the, the weird, awkward vibes. Like he, he's the first one to suspect that, wait a minute, he was in love with the soldier that got murdered. Who murdered a soldier recently? And then when they go he's downstairs, Debbie's yeah. like, I've only killed one so far, but I'm going to kill so many more. It's just you wait. And Nicholas just got like the murder look in his eyes. And Falco is like picking up on it. And he's like, Gabby, shut up, shut up. Gabby, and now he's like up. trying to get her to stop. <laughs> but that's what he's been doing for multiple episodes at this point. Like when Kaya was standing there and she was talking and Gabby's like, going to get a pitchfork and pitchfork and like try to skewer you. He's like, Gabby, stop. No, really quit just telling everyone that you're a murderer, please. Like even in normal polite society, people don't like that very much. Can you stop? Yeah. It's just funny how much Gabby lacks social awareness and social boundaries and yeah. how Falco is so extremely in tune with, yeah. you know, social awareness and social boundaries. Like Falco's best boy. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like yeah, I just, this, this kid is just like, Oh my God. When he got hit in the head with the wine bottle, I was just like this. No, no. Why? He's just yeah. so good. And he's <laughs> trying his best. And like, I mean, we got a lot of Gabby haters out there. And like, I yeah. think that um, we, we really do try to sympathize with the young lady like a bit. Right. But I was right. just like, girl, please like put the puzzle pieces together a little more here. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just like, I, I, well, that's another great question. So what, what is going to happen to all these people who have drank the spinal fluid, what's going to happen to Falco? Like, I'm, I mean, like, I, I just am like, what, what is the plan now? What, what's all going to play out? And I mean, this is maybe I'm asking too many questions at once, but then like, yeah, this is Yelena, Zeke and Aaron. Like, so because there were other people who were Marlene who were like, we have, no, we had no idea about this. So I don't know, James, maybe just kind of like, what what why was that spinal fluid in the wine what does this all potentially mean who was a part of that plan because floke knew james yeah, screen tapped yeah. floke's crazy face yeah, and Floke i was like a son of a bitch like yeah, look at my like, lieutenant proud boy over here with his uh, oh my god right like he's just like terrifying like we haven't like we hadn't really really seen him since um you know since reiner not reiner sorry since Irwin. Uh, made his last stand. I mean, we'd we'd seen glimpses of him, but nothing like nothing as like well lit. In no. a he's just been doing the you know, all hail the Eldian Empire. Like you know, he's just been doing that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is the first time we saw him that he's like, uh, you know, he's actually he, like he's actively enjoying yeah. being the villain. Yes. Like, oh, like that, that was oh, what I was waiting for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so bad. Like he's just like. Because they caught kind of caught on to the how everything was being orchestrated, and he's like, "Yeah, we suck. Sucks to be you as well, or you know what? Like it's just like such a shit eating grin. That's like the definition yes. of a shit eating grin. Like, yeah, one hundred. Well, and to answer your question, Jackie, so the way it breaks down is that, um, uh, like Lindsay said earlier, when Zeke says that the um, the spinal fluid gas stuff that he has incapacitates and freezes people. That's a lie. Um, or, you know, uh, as far as everyone knows, because uh, Nicola reveals that he has been serving this, what he thinks is spinal fluid infected wine. He doesn't know for sure, but he suspects it. And he was ordered by Yelena and apparently only Yelena, like she's, she's the only person that knows about this to serve it to um, a bunch of higher ups in the, uh, LDN military police, you know, all the, all the important folk. And as, um, uh, bah, 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 I want to say, I think Niccolo explains it. It's either Niccolo or Onyakopon, but I think it's Niccolo. He explains that, uh, what they've been able to do in the past is basically create these sleeper Titans that are just walking around, not even knowing that they're infected. And then, mm -hmm. you know, 
once the once the trigger is pulled, they basically pop up and and are you know an army of titans within the the, the walls of wherever. And Hanji and everyone now suspect that that's what Yelena has been been planning all along is to create these sleeper titans using these dosed bottles of wine so that um, they don't even have to like breach the walls or they don't even have to attack from the forest. They can just already have their their army of titans inside. So you have to think like the people who have drank the wine, they are uh, unwilling participants. Well, I wouldn't say they're unwilling participants in the war because they're all military like yeah. already, but I mean, they didn't, they didn't sign up to be Titans. Like we've had the no. warrior candidate kids and, and stuff like that. Um, and I'm curious to see if, I mean, I doubt that the the restaurant is the only place where they've been slipping this stuff in. For sure. because they said that they have these volunteer POWs They're you know, the volunteers like Niccolo on Capone, Yelena, but there's others. And they talked about how Yelena pretty much um, pushed for them to be able to have, working rights like hey don't you know keep the pow's and and the mar the marlians all locked up give them you know give them jobs and so she wanted nicolo to work in this restaurant and she's probably has other volunteers that she may have set up in other places like imagine just for instance this is like something i'm completely making up but she could put someone in a hospital you know like working as some like in a hospital position and then they're giving them medications or something that have the same sort of spinal fluid in it or you know, anything else where you might trust someone to be giving you something to consume for a completely different reason and it's laced. And then, so yeah, she's so wrong. So that's what, that's what the Jaegerists in line with Yelena have been doing at this point. And that's what Flock is grinning about mm -hmm. in this episode is because they catch on that you've just created a whole bunch of like unwitting Titans. And this isn't, also, you can compare it to what has happened with the Mar what the Marleans were doing in the past when they were doing this to people for judicial uh, uh, punishment. So mm -hmm. the Marleans were making people unwilling titans as well and throwing them onto paradise because they went against Marlean law or were um, considered insurrectionists or, or, or something like that. Um, so they used to just do that to Eldians and now the Jaegerists are, are doing the same thing with a, with a different goal in mind, but it's, it's sort of the same process. So. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much officially, and uh, Flock even mentions that they're not even considering the, um, like to working with Pixis. Uh, yeah. Aaron, Aaron, according to Flock, it's Aaron who said, yeah, we, we, we can't trust him. They're just going to, you know, try to capture me and, and eat me so that they can steal the Titan powers. Yeah, and so, that was a yeah. new thing to introduce too, because that was like I had thought up until this point, you know, that um, that they wanted to keep a hold of Aaron. And I, I didn't occur to me that they might actually want to have Historia or Zeke or someone actually eat Aaron. I'm the same, Lindsay. Like when they said that, I was like, "Damn!" And then like Pixis in the episode before was like, "Let's just join him, dude." Like you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I'm just like, "Well." Is, is, is Pixis like messing around or is Pixis like really faithful to Aaron? Like, I don't really know who to believe anymore, but I yeah. was the same as you. I was like, oh shoot, I didn't no. even really think about that, you know? Yeah. But I mean, who knows where any of these people stand? Everybody's crazy at this point. I trust no one, <laughs> by the way. Except Falco. Except Falco. You know who I do trust actually? I trust one man and that is Sasha's dad because oh. like he brought me to damn tears, like literally. Oh my God. I mean, I don't know how many of y'all cried in chat. I can say that I did cry uh, watching this episode. Um, that was, I mean, I think like Lindsay said, like we think Thanksgiving is bad. Like, holy, I re and then James, you said, I don't know how much worse a family dinner can get. Like, I really do not know. Like they go there to have fun and have a good time. And Niccolo is like trying to be like so nice and kind and accommodating to a family. What was it like eight kids or something? Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> out as could be. And he's then like, hey, there's free dinner. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then one, like these two, two three, kids four, wander five, down yeah. there. He's like, oh, y'all, the bathroom ain't here. And then like the two kids are like, oh my God, by the way, we killed the love of your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he's just like, are you well, joking? Well, your dad's upstairs. So um, let's go. Yeah. Exactly. And then that was such a, such a like powerful and like heart stopping moment, like seeing Niccolo being like, like get revenge, like get revenge right now. And like the dad standing there. And um, I honestly had no idea what he was going to do. Um, and for him to have like that compassion 
like I ain't gonna lie, I didn't doubt, doubt Sasha's dad for a second. For some reason, I just knew this man lost his daughter. You know what I mean? And he obviously like adopted all of these children. And you know, he's older, he just has like life experience. And it's like Niccolo is younger was madly in love with this woman. I mean, how can you not be madly in love with Sasha? She's yeah. like hot AF, best personality, <laughs> loves to eat food. He makes great food. I mean, they're a match made in heaven, right? So he's yeah. like definitely like in a different sort of morning. But I'll be on like it did scare me. I was like, Attack and Titan, how dark are you gonna go on me here? Like yeah, you know what I mean? Watch I'm like, how dark? Her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but oh. like honestly, that was like a really this this show is all about choices. You know what I mean? And um, I think that there was probably a lot of people watching. I mean, obviously, like, Nicola was like, dude, like, do this. Like, you just deserve this. Like, your daughter was, like, shot, you yeah. know, by this warrior child. You know what I mean? Like, making a really convincing case there. Um, but, then, you know, Hanji started to pipe in. We all love Hanji. Hanji yeah. You're the best. Um, but... It, I had faith in the, the dad and then it just like, that was really touching to me. That was like, yeah. that, that was probably one of the best parts of that episode. He made this really opinion. great speech too about how, about ending, like not perpetuating uh, the pain of like previous, previous uh, uh, like conflict, not, not perpetuating conflict on um, it, when he says that, you know, it's the adult's um, responsibility to shoulder the burden and the pain of the past and not to like pass it to their children. And so that was, that was one of the points he was trying to make for why Nicola shouldn't kill Gabby. He's like, it, yeah, what she does is wrong, but it's your responsibility as the adult to sort of have to shoulder that because she's a child. Honestly, what it reminded me a lot of is um, I watch a lot of true crime shows, which probably surprises like no one, but, <laughs> but if you've ever followed like a, a, a really startling murder case or something all the way through the courtroom and you'll get to the end and usually they'll let the the families of the victims like speak to um to to the murderer and more i've seen like over and over again people sort of take on the same sort of perspective as uh sasha's dad there where they they stand in front of the like and this is usually like a grown person not a child but they stand in front of them and tell them that they forgive them for what they did and for me like i've always thought like how but you know at some point i think like that's part of maybe making your peace with your um with your pain and with your with your loss is either is for forgiving the twisted messed up person who who took them from you in this case that was gabby but that's what it reminded me a lot of well and so i think it it draws a really good point and and people in the chat have mentioned too that um, immediately after this, we see that Kaya can't take that path, right? right. Like Kaya, in the oh maybe the most God. tragic moment of the episode, Kaya says, no, I'm going to kill her for killing Sasha. And yeah. thankfully, uh, Mikasa and Armin stop her. Yeah. But I think, oh, I you know, we've, people have been talking a lot about, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, Attack on Titan's kind of dubious reputation and yeah. the way that a lot of people have interpreted it as, you know, uh, pro-fascist or pro-nationalist or pro-war mm -hmm. and I mean it seems like this that really just make it so hard for me to fall in line with that because this whole sequence is the show like really specifically and very like it's not being subtle at all it's saying the the way that these wars are perpetuated the way that these fascist powers stay in power is they target children because right. children can't like children don't have like you were saying, Jackie, they don't have life experience. They don't have the the age and the maturity. Their brains aren't developed enough to be able to to like understand the the futility and the the sadness and the stupidity of what they're doing. You know, mm -hmm. they think in raw, um, you know, emotion, and that's how you radicalize people, right? That's how you get people to turn on their own countrymen, like Aaron is doing. That's how you get uh, little children. Uh, to be able to kill other children because you you uh, weaponize their anger and their fear and their hatred. And for the show to understand that so well, and I think to really clearly be showing how it's bad, right? I mean, that's what um, Sasha's dad says. Sasha's dad says, like, as adults, we have to find a way to keep the children out of the forest. Like, we have to find a way to keep them out 
of these places that will turn them into soldiers and turn them into killers uh, because they can't do that for themselves. Yeah. And I thought it was really beautiful how her father, even the way she spoke about Sasha, um, he said, you know, she went and got herself shot. Like he didn't yeah. even blame Gabby for it because he understands that Gabby's just as much a victim of this as Sasha was. Right. Um, he explains the whole world as, as a forest. The whole world is a forest, and in that in that sense, everyone living in it is children of the forest in a in a less literal sense. And so Sasha grew up in this sort of like backwoods environment where you know she was hunting, he said varmints. So whatever the attack on <laughs> version is of like raccoons and possums and stuff like that for food. And she was really good at it, but he knew that they'd have to modernize eventually. They couldn't keep living their sort of isolated um lifestyle. And so he sent her out into the world and she took the skills that she had to make a life for herself. And this isn't that different from plenty of people who don't, you know, I, I'm thinking like there's plenty of 19 year old kids who aren't sure what they want to do when they get out of high school. And they're like, I'm going to spend four years or something in the military and learn some other skills and then, you know, maybe get that GI Bill and go to college or something like that. Sasha essentially, you know, joins up with the military because she doesn't, doesn't know how to do anything else. And unfortunately, I mean, whether you know it or not at 19, that comes with, you know, a possibility that you will be shot because at, in the end of the day, that's the point of the military is to be a physical fighting force for your nation. So um, it seems like he just sort of accepted that as a possible outcome for the choices that she made. And that doesn't make it any less sad it's not any less sad when someone you know, you know, is injured in war or dies or comes back with life altering injuries. It's even when you know that was always a, a possibility. And this is sort of, for me, this is sort of coming from a place of experience. Like I, I grew up during the, the Afghanistan and Iraq war conflicts in high school. And so I know plenty of people, plenty of uh, young men who had that, that same sort of experience. So I, I think, um, this episode really, really kind of hit home for me in that sort of sense. And I also appreciated that when Gabby wasn't hurt, they took her into that room with Mikasa and Armin, who, you know, both also loved Sasha just as much as, you know, maybe not just as much, but, you know, loved her like Nicolo loved her in a certain way and her mm -hmm. parents loved her in a certain way. And she's like, why aren't you going to kill me? Like she's starting to sort of understand the pain she inflicted by yeah. the choice that she made, even though she's so young. And Armin responds with, you know, all you talk about is killing. You sound like, like somebody I know. So he's, of course, is referring to Aaron. Yeah. That just seemed like another instance of this show sort of subverting the reputation. I feel like it's gotten, um, I wouldn't say anything about, I, I stand very strongly at this point that this, this show is not trying to glorify war. I think in the earlier seasons, it definitely did. And I've had um, some discussions with some of our even chat members about this. Um, it definitely did have a more, it was still made more horrific, but when they thought they were fighting actual monsters, it, it glamorized it a little more. Once you found out those monsters were just humans, it shifted its perspective quite a bit. And yeah. honestly, I mean, that reminds me, it's almost like you can look at the early seasons as propaganda themselves, because if you think yeah. about war propaganda, real war propaganda posters that get put up that show the enemy looking a certain way, capable of a certain mm -hmm. way, trying to talk people into enlisting or, or get people to buy war bonds, all, you go look at those and it's the same sort of thing that, mm -hmm. you know. The opposing side is never depicted as humans or like char racist caricatures or um, they pick uh, kind of like monstrous representations of them because you have to dehumanize your enemy to make war more palatable. Mm -hmm. I think that the one thing that's been really amazing about this season, and, I, and Lindsay, I totally agree with you. Like the early seasons played to like, you know, young, unevolved Jackie's heart, right? Just like violence and monsters. And like, I was just like, woo, this is great. Like it's just violent and crazy. But like, it wasn't really like hitting me on a deeper level. Like the first episode I think is arguably one of the best first episodes I've seen like an anime period. Like it just shocked me to my core. I think so many people will remember Aaron's mom getting eaten in front of her and just being like, 
I to this day can clearly see the red drops of blood that like spark like splatted all over the place at the very end, you know, like it's just like an image I won't forget. Um, but Lindsay, like the the whole propaganda imagery, like I think that's so true. And that's why this final season is hitting us so hard because we're seeing so much humanity, like mm -hmm. Reiner and his PTSD. We see an episode where he has a gun in his mouth. I like, know. have we seen anything yeah. like that in Attack on Titan at this point? Like, not we have seen very strange looking monsters like running about and then getting you know killed by a, like this young man who is just filled with anger you know what i mean like it's just like things have just gotten so heavy so emotional and this episode was just absolutely nuts it was just a whirlwind of emotions and mm -hmm. that is life like life is like that family dinner sometimes you know what i mean yeah. it's just like things are coming from you it all ends and you have to make decisions in one second and then like you know, someone gets hit with a wine bottle. I don't know if that's the right analogy, but you know what I mean? Like, by the way, filled with the spinal fluid of, of anyway, I digress. But um, yeah. yeah, I think what has really, really hit about this final season is the humanity. Um, I do really want to talk about this because we kind of like glossed over it quickly. Um, and it's an easy scene to forget just because this, was such a crazy episode, but Zeke and Levi at the top of the episode <laughs> just gave me the oh, biggest yeah. chills. Like I thought there was gonna be more Levi content. Um, I was disappointed, lacked Levi content, but he's still like he's definitely high up on still like favorite level as far as keeping it real. Like mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that was the best. Didn't he say yeah. some? So they said something about like you weren't very popular or something. And then yes. Levi had the most Levi answer. Yeah, he's like, he's just oh, like, I would. Yeah, I'm like, Levi, just stop being like so me, okay? cool. Yeah, he just he just oozes coolness. Like the guy can do absolutely no wrong. But like just seeing this scene and them just sitting there staring at each other, I just like I was like, this just gave me the. Ch and this was just a small part of such an epic episode you know what i mean yeah but i definitely wanted to see like what y'all thought like seeing them face to face and not yeah. like in the middle of battle like you know what i mean like it's like here they're having to actually like have a conversation with each other and i still feel like they hate each other so much which I oh like they definitely really hate love. each other like a ton um yes. the thing with the thing that i thought was really interesting about that scene was i mean levi accuses zeke of essentially being like a sociopath and it's, I think it's easy to get that interpretation of Zeke because of how he talks. Um, I yeah. think, you know, the voice actor is definitely doing it on person, but on purpose, but he talks at a very like almost flat, like he doesn't really like his voice doesn't pitch at all when he gets emotional. So there's no, there's no like sense of him like getting really emotional. So it seems like he doesn't care. But then when Levi calls him out on that, he, he tells him that he's wrong. So I'm kind of wondering if we'll get a little more like, depth to Zeke a bit to kind of feel him out because he's really because he's really an enigmatic like he's really hard to read so yeah. so I mean Zeke is so complex and we know nothing about him this is yeah. a child that sold out his parents yeah that's you know true I mean? like I forgot yeah. about that and I, I'm yeah. just like you just got to think what demons does this guy have yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what did he go through as a child? What sort of guilt does he feel about that? Or is he just like, you know, Lindsay, you just said like, and Levi was suggested, like, is he just one of those people who's just completely devoid of emotion? Also to have the ability to just gas villages and no, and then how, and I mean, Zeke and Yelena and Aaron, I don't know how much Aaron is involved in this plan. I hate to think he's heavily involved in this plan, but to be giving spinal fluid to people without them knowing, like, it's just like the whole thing just disgusts me. And I'm like, yeah. Zeke has, we know nothing about him. We know nothing about his trauma. Like at least with Levi, we've seen so much backstory. Mikasa, Aaron, Reiner even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even like with Gabby, like, even though we haven't seen a lot of backstory, we've just seen so many glimpses of her. But like Zeke is like that big question mark. And you're like, yeah. what happened to you, dude? Yeah. Like why, what are you? And why do you know that? Does Aaron know that Zeke is the reason his dad like ended up on Paradise to begin with? Because Yeah, it was in the journal. I'm pretty sure it was, okay. we, we okay. saw that in the flashback when he read so that. He journal. has all that context and he's, he's still working with him. Well, I mean, so that's what I've been thinking about is that because the way he talks about 
uh, gassing the village earlier. He says that it was all stuff that he had to do so that Marley didn't suspect him um, mm-hmm. while he was, you know, making all these schemes to to overthrow and that's them. Very evil, I think, is how he characterizes it, right? Like, yeah, um, I didn't enjoy it, but I had to for the greater good. Right, and and even if you buy that, you know, even if you believe that he really has turned against Marley and that he isn't just, you know, using the Eldians and some other scheme that we don't have the full picture of. Like, we still don't even know, like, when he turned, right? Did Was he always, you know, trying to set up this stuff in, for, uh, in favor of Eldia? Or is this just how he's spinning it? Because he only recently decided to, to flip sides and he's trying to... Because all we've heard about him from everyone else is that he's a manipulator, right? He manipulates right. people. They think right. he's manipulating Aaron. And right. so I don't even know... Like at what point, like like you guys are saying, between when he sold out his family at like age whatever, like age ten or however old he was, to now, did he suddenly decide that he was fighting for the wrong side? Um, right. Yeah. We, and, yeah, we, we don't know that flip happened. We don't know where the flip happened. So we may never know with Zeke, which would be unfortunate because I, I just would want to know at least before he dies, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want this. I want this cracked. Well, I think we have to know if Aaron, because Aaron, because it's funny that you mentioned when um when Armin was very again the show is not subtle with its themes, right? Armin is literally right. telling Gabby, "You're just like my friend Aaron. Aaron is just like you." And then Aaron's uh, like, "Hey, I heard you were talking about me. I'm, I've been here the whole time." Um, Sitting he right sh- here, guys. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but he shows up and he says, "I want to talk, right?" And yeah. you assume, I think that he's going to be explaining, hey, here's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And if if he really is going to try to argue, and I, I still don't know if the show is, but if Aaron is going to try to argue that what he's doing is justified, I think we have to know what what about Zeke yeah. would convince him to, because now he's he's murdering Eldian uh, military. He's, he's murdering all these people that were getting... Yeah. Uh, dosed with the spinal fluid so it's not just it's not like before where he's willing to put other soldiers that are in the middle of a battle in harm's way which was already as um connie and gene pointed out really really crappy for him to do but now now he's he'll he'll kill his own countrymen and justify it if what flock is saying is true and I, I was talking to I was talking to um, one of my friends in a Discord because I had a question about like I'm like why is Aaron's hand bleeding because I'm dumb and I didn't understand immediately what he was doing. That's an open threat though. Like the reason yeah. oh. showing is oh, that's an open threat because you know he used to always like cut or like bite really hard on his hand. Yeah. To start his transformation. So the idea here is like, hey, um, we need to talk. But also, if you say no, I can turn into a titan anytime because my hand is already bleeding. Here, look, it's on. The, it's like setting a pistol down on a table, yeah. like in a saloon. You're like, hey, we need to talk about that card game. And then you put your pistol on the table and they're like, yeah. That's oh, what he did with Rhino. It's the same yeah. exact thing where he's yeah. like, we'll talk, but on my terms. And the minute I'm done, maybe I'll kill you. Yeah. And this is Mikasa and Armin were talking about who's at that table with him. So he's not showing them any kind of like overt trust or consideration. Like he's like 100% business of whatever his scheme is. That's all he's focused on right now. Everyone else, you know, be damned. So, so, you know, we're running out of time. I feel like that's, I'm always saying that when I'm like, Oh my God, I love this combo. We're having a great combo. But um, what do we think is going to happen now? I mean, I, I, that episode just was moving a mile a minute. And then all of a sudden Aaron just like walks in casually. I'm like, drop the mic. Here's Aaron, you know? And then he is just like, yo, what's up? Hey, Mikasa, Armin, my like best friends. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, just so cold blooded, you know, like Aaron is, it's so funny, right? Cause like when I would have described Aaron in the earlier episodes, it was like fiery, like energy, He's you know, so like nonstop, mm-hmm. like, and it's just like, I don't, it's just like, I, I see him like this image of him and I don't mm-hmm. even feel like I know him, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. uh, as someone who is, I'm an Aries and I totally vibe with very fiery, energetic characters, you know what I mean? Like, 
I found myself like defending Aaron a lot because I was like, he's just someone who's just like so emotional and so passionate. And now I'm just like, I don't even know who this man is, you know, like, and it's like, he's become so hardened by everything that's happened to him. And like, I think that all three of us agree. It's just like his actions as of late, it's just like, I don't even know if he has a heart anymore. Like I keep on like holding out that like, he's going to be like, okay guys, here's my wild plan in the end. I was just messing with everybody. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just like, I don't know. He's already done so much wrong, you know, but now like Lindsay kind of touched on it already a little bit, like what is going to happen next? Because he's definitely sitting down like, Hey, what's up guys. But like, I am here. If y'all want to like mess with me, like this is going to get real, real fast. You know what I mean? So I guess, what do you think is going to happen next? I mean, I'm I'm expecting a big exposition episode. Like I'm expecting a very another very talky episode that might split back and forth between Levi and Zeke talking and Aaron and everyone talking at the table. And then there might be some sort of like third crazy thing that's going to happen that I don't have any indication for that I, I won't see coming. You know, kind of like how I didn't expect like Aaron and his crew to show up in this episode at all. I mean, I knew stuff was going to go down at a restaurant. I had some ideas of what that stuff might be, but like Aaron waltzing in with with crazy flock and everything was not uh anywhere on my radar so I'm still I'm thinking there's going to be some surprises but I'm really really hoping we get some like better insight on what the heck Aaron is doing as far as like pathologically yeah James I feel like you know you're a resident expert here so like what do you think is going to play out now? Like, I know we don't have a lot of insight into their plan, but like, let's just go like wild theories here. Like, okay. So now all these people have drink it or drank this spinal fluid. So like what's about to go down and like, yeah, what, that. what do Zeke and Yelena and Aaron want? Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, that's not the three I would have put together ever. Like e even we were kind of touching us a little bit. Like we're like, how did Zeke, convince Aaron to team up with him and Yelena is just like the most mysterious woman alive in my opinion so like I'm just like I don't know well, we got, like the historious pregnancy stuff going on in the she's just out that. there in that, like, yeah, on that porch on the farm right now but I mean, <laughs> she could have a baby anytime or something could happen there like you know they haven't talked about her just long enough for you to maybe temporarily forget so they can bring her back out and be like this is all connected or something yes so well, I, and I also, guess I'm putting in the hot seat. Like, what what is about to go down? Do you think? Like, just go crazy theory here. Well, one thing we got to remember that I was honestly a little surprised that the episode didn't address is that Peek is still outside. Like, she's literally right outside. Oh, that's right. And presumably, there are other Marleyan, uh, you know, uh, if not. Uh, Reiner and them. There, there's presumably someone with her, right? Maybe um, what's his name? Pac. Porco. Porco. Yeah. <laughs> Pac Porco is his nickname. Porco. Porco. Like Porco, Porco Rosso. Um, yeah. So Which Porco. Which is the weirdest name. There. I'm like, yeah. Porco? I mean, yeah. Falco sounds cool. Porco, it's like, I mean, everyone's thinking pig, right? Anyway, I digress, but yeah. So, But no, they're like, they're outside and they're yeah. presumably, I mean, if they're not like listening in, like, I mean, they're, you know, they're lying in wait. Um, and so I'm, I'm sure that's going to cause some complications. I agree with Lindsay that I think next week is now, again, I, I thought that this week was going to be like a huge exposition episode and it was so much more focused on like the emotional stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think next week is probably going to lean more towards like what we saw with Reiner's episode where, mm -hmm. you know, Aaron is going to explain what he's doing, why he's doing it. Um, I think you're, you guys are right on the money when we're probably going to get more information on Zeke. I mean, we only have ostensibly, what, like three episodes left in the season? Yes. So yeah. That's yeah, nuts. Only three episodes left. And I mean, I'm sure they're going to leave us on a giant cliffhanger because they're not going to yeah. wrap all of this up and, and you know, have a big finale in three episodes. Like It's going to end with the story of pregnant on the table. Either. So, I mean, like, Hajime Isayama... We had an article not that long ago that said when the final chapter, it's pretty soon manga wise. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, so the source material is not done yet. So I imagine we'll have to wait maybe another year probably for the finale. Yeah. finale. Don't take my word as gospel. Like I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. So Yeah, we don't but, know. Nobody Epping knows. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what the production schedule for this is, but just don't pull a Game of Thrones. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> 
Like we've come so far. Like, and <laughs> right. honestly, this final season has been absolutely thrilling. It also yeah. made me feel good because some people in chat said, "Oh yeah, uh, Peak or Peck." I never say her name right, but I was like, "Okay, I'm glad" because I didn't think about that at all. And that was like one of our big talking points last. Yeah, time. we like, talked about her. Yeah, yeah, last week. Yeah, yesterday. yeah. Last I week. feel like this. <laughs> this story just has so much going on so many great characters and like all this drama and it's just like weaved together so well it's like Lindsay talking about his story is pregnancy and then like we totally forgot about these marlians who were like somehow here you know what i mean like there's just so many layers and so many questions but yeah. um Anyway, great chat, y'all. We're at 6.59, so I'm like, I think that this is a good time to wrap. My last note was that Floke is crazy, and we already touched on that, so. God, hate that the guy. Worst. I know, I <laughs> know. Worst. That face, that screenshot, literally, when that face came up, I was just like, I can't stand you. I yeah. cannot. Just hate like, that Like, that's, what do you call it? A shit-eating grin? Yeah, it's a shit-eating grin. Yeah. That's just it 100%. Um, there's just something about where like you just really want to like he, he like inspires me to violence and there's not a lot of things that do that but I like, I, punch face, I'm like I need to just sock you in the face like I, I know yeah well and it's so funny I'm, that in an episode that's all yeah. about like how you know like Gabby's not the evil one Sasha wasn't the evil one mm -hmm. you know war is complicated and nuanced you have this character that's like no I, I'm a piece of that shit one's evil. <laughs> that one's evil. yeah I'm yeah the I know I suck. Thanks. Someone commented <laughs> earlier um, just the animation of the season and how well it's captured emotion. And I actually thought that that was really interesting. Like um, Kaya's face, like that brought me like two tears and like gutted me. You know what I mean? But then you also see like Floke just being a complete a-hole and that just being encompassed so well. Um, I was watching, re-watching like the earlier seasons and it's just so funny. Um, like, I'm I'm really proud of what MAPA's done. Like, I think it's yeah. always kind of scary, you know, when people are so already committed to a certain animation style. And I I do like the animation from um, the earlier seasons. I do. It's, it's just different. But, Lindsay, it is kind of interesting because if you look at it, it's, it is a little bit comic booky more and a little bit more like that propaganda. Like it's, it, you know, the, it's outlined so thickly, like there's just yeah. things that made it a lot more cartoony. Right. And right. Uh, this is just a lot more, it just seems like a serious anime. It just seems yeah. more real. I don't know, but that, that's my opinion on the animation just because people were talking about it earlier, but yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the animation has definitely held up um, from the transfer from Wit Studio to MAPPA. Uh, mm -hmm. I know a lot of people were concerned about that to begin with. And MAPPA, MAPPA's a great studio. They've got a couple different teams that do different types of work within the studio. Like MAPPA did, they have like a 3D CG team that did Doro Hidoro and does all of that sort of work. And then they've got, you know, another team that does like the, the 2D animation. And that, I think they have like A, B, C, and there might even be a D team. I'm not, I'm not positive. And that's not like oh, ranking. Wow. It's just like, like sectoring. But um, yeah, I think they've done a really, a really great job. We haven't had as many um, fights that probably that people were probably used to from seeing from Wit Studio with the with the gear and everything, where they would get mm -hmm. really like really interesting cinematography and whatnot. But the direction has been really good, and I think um, the animation has done a really good job uh, displaying like the emotions and tense intenseness in each episode. So. Definitely haven't noticed, like, gone into an episode think and come out of it thinking, like, that was, you know, looked weird or looked shoddy or I can tell they yeah. took a lot of shortcuts with that or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah I haven't I felt like that either. either. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you guys, another great episode. Always love talking to y'all about it. And um, yeah. we had, like, 85 people in here at one point. So it's oh it's been – honestly, yeah. I was trying to read comments and stuff was moving so quickly. At times I was like, okay, I can't even, like, try yeah. to, like, keep up right now. So yeah. – yay we love you guys so much thank you for being here and thank yeah. you for interacting with us um i think we got to talk about the watch party coming up because oh yeah Lindsay sent that list out today and oh, i was wow. like yeah. <laughs> okay so how Jackie, long is that watch party gonna be but yeah. um you know i hope that it's our usual just two hours but i mean Ooh, the spring season is looking kind of nuts uh we will have our spring anime trailer watch along on Thursday, March 18th. And that will likely start at P 
Peter, what time is that going to start? We can do that at like 8 PST, something like that. It tends to run a little late. You'll want to bring your popcorn. We're going to watch every single trailer. We're going to watch the most recent trailer for every single spring show. I say that and then I'm worried people are thinking we're going to watch like three trailers for like one show or something, but we're not. It'll just be one trailer. <laughs> so there just happens to be like 40-ish shows. So um, it'll be me, Jackie, and James doing that on Thursday, March 18th. Definitely, um, we should probably get like a video placeholder so people can start clicking on that for reminders because it's always a really, really good time. We go into it blind. Um, well, I'm sort of like the guide in that, like I've She's the about. Us. Yeah, I can usually tell you a little bit about what the plot is. So, you know, you don't come away from it being like, oh, well, I still don't know if I want to watch that because I have no idea what it's about. But otherwise, we mostly go in blind and just uh, and just react to what we think is looking really good. Uh, spoiler, it's Megalobox too, but I'm sure there'll be other really great stuff as well. So, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, next week at the same time. And don't forget to enter our giveaway. Head over to us yeah. on Twitter. And make sure to include that password, Cyrus, if you would like to win one of five art books from another Eden and a desktop mat. All right. Yay. See you guys next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.